You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. David is with us in San Antonio. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. David Ken, how are you today? Better than we deserve. What's up? Awesome. Um, so my wife and I, we've been married for a little over four and a half years. Uh, we want to get into our first house by next summer. We're in baby step four and five right now. We have a three-year-old, and we have another one on the way in about two or three weeks. So with that being said, our household income is at 157k going into next year. Um, so we have been, over the last you know five years or so, we've been contributing money towards our house fund into growth stock mutual funds. Um, so far, we have contributed about $166,000 towards that house fund. But because of this market that we're in with the stock market, um, it's gone down about 30K. Uh, so right now we're about 135000 in that house fund. My question is, do we take that hit uh, of that 30K to get into a house in the next six to eight months, or do we just write it out? you know, until we at least get, I would say, at least half that back <laughs> in that in that fund. Yeah. When are you thinking about buying a home? Uh, well, our lease is up in May, at the end of May. This year? And 23? Yes, this year. Yes, sir. Yep. So you got six then, months. Yep. So we're looking at about, you know, June, July, probably. Yeah. Okay. And we can always do like the month-to-month lease, too, if we need to. <laughs> All right. I... I, I cannot figure out exactly what you've got your money in because it's down more than the market is down. Yeah. So our portfolio is down about, I live today about 21%. Uh, at least for, and we have in the last you know, 12 months of Dow Jones is off 7%. Yeah. And again, I've been self, I've been self managing this. Um, so like I said, I mean, just doing the, the regular four that you, that you you know teach but again i'm not i'm not gonna make that bad on on your teaching no no they're not putting mutual put across putting across those four mutual funds uh for the short term is never a play um you had a five-year window and the five-year windows very seldom lose money if you'd have just been in a simple growth stock mutual fund that followed the market like an s&p 500 as an example right that's probably what i would have put you in for saving for a house instead of across those four the four are for primarily for long-term plays in um, retirement accounts and so forth. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is where we are. So the the question is this. It is not what you started with that causes you to make the decision to pull it. It's what you think it's going to do. Right. So, I mean, let's pretend you started with um, $100,000, and it was worth $160,000 then, you know, you still have to make the decision, do I pull it now based on what I think it's going to do between now and May of 23? If it's going down and then back up and then back down, and it's net down of what I put in, which is where you are, I have to make the decision, what do I think it's going to do between now and May of 23? So the the past causes us to be emotional, but it's really not your best you know, you don't you don't say, well, I'm trying to recover some of the money. That's called a sunk right. cost analysis, and that's always a fallacy. You don't want to use that as your critical thinking path. Your critical thinking path is I, 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 I reach a necessary ending with anything, an investment, a relationship, a job, whatever it is, when, I lo- when I've lost hope for the future. 
And you don't have to completely lose hope in the stock market, but your hope, would, if you've lost hope that in the next uh, six months from now until May of 23, that the market is going to go up, is it going to go up over the next six months? If you think no, then you would get out today. Mm-hmm. If you think yes, then you would stay in. I truly don't know what it's going to do between now and May. I have no <laughs> idea. What would I do if I were in your shoes? Hmm. I would, uh, I'm pretty risk averse. I don't like risk. Um, I, the things I buy and invest in are very conservative, generally speaking. So I'm couching my answer in that. I'm probably going to split the difference. I'm probably going to pull half of it and let the rest let the rest rest of it ride until May, and let's see if I can make some back on that. Uh, but that way, I've limited the um, the the whole stinking thing's not going to go down another thirty grand on me, right? Yeah, no way. And no way. yeah, and so, oh, not. <laughs> uh, I, but I have no idea. I mean, we've got so many things affecting this economy now in the short term that are negative uh interest rates we they're you know the fed is doing its best to push us into a recession to slow interest rate growth um they've stated that um and so what does that do to the stock market not necessarily anything except if profits go down because consumer activities go down like buying crap then uh you're going to see the market drop more so i don't know uh, because we're being so poorly led right now on the economic front that the, the variables that government does control are screwing up everything. Um, right. I'm being pretty negative. So what would I – I would pull half of it. I'd pull <laughs> yeah. half of it, and I'd ride with the other half. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I like I, that. I, I can, over the last couple of months or so, we've been – we've decided to, like, not put the money into the – mutual funds and Agreed. just start saving cash. I would add no more. Yeah. I would add no more. Right, exactly. And so this kind of clears things. That's something we've been fighting with yeah. the last couple months now, or so. Let me, so. let me say really, really loudly, because people are I always get misquoted and misconstrued and misconstrued and everything. Um, but <laughs> say really, really, really loudly, I am not saying that you should pull your money out of mutual funds if you're in a long-term investment situation. You're not in a long-term investment situation. You're in a short-term. But 100% of my 401k money is in mutual funds, the four types you're talking about, and 100% of it is staying there. I'm not moving a dime out of the market for the long term. I have not lost hope in the market in the long term. No. I just don't know what the flip is going to happen with these idiots in Washington between now and May. They could screw up Christmas. They've still <laughs> got two weeks to do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's just I, awful. I do. I'm somewhat optimistic, and, and with the caveat that nobody can predict what the market's going to do. However, I'm always half full. I think you're going to see a lot of companies already doing it. You're seeing a lot of major public companies do layoffs to get control of their balance sheet. We, we went on a rant about this last week. Well, to make more profit. To make more profit. So I do think you're going to see the stock market. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good first and second quarter. I think things are going to stabilize there because uh, I do think the inflation situation, and even though the Fed's going to keep bumping the rates. Um, I, the job market's very strong. I don't see that being affected. So I, I think it's going to shake out. 
Yeah, the, the real estate market has slowed down, but it needed to. It had to. It was overheated. That's right. It's not It's not. An, it's not diving or anything like no. that. It's doing about what we told you it was going to do. It's going to go up 5 to 7% in 23. And would you say the fundamentals are right for a nice rebound? Because inventory is still low. I don't think there's going to be a rebound because everybody's got their lips stuck out and is whining about interest rates. And a lot of people think psychologically that the market is actually worse than it really is. Right. So, um you know, uh, no, I've got a property on the market that I'm liquidating, and uh, they came in with less than a full price offer the other day, and I told them I'll wait. How long before you think uh, the American house shopper psyche adjusts to this new interest rate reality? Well, I mean, let's face it, we're all drama queens. <laughs> so we overplay the up and we overplay the down. You know, it's like, woohoo, it's awesome! It's not nearly as awesome as you're acting like. Right. Or, oh, God! the world's coming to an end not as much as you say i mean they overplay it right and so it's it, and part of that is they watch the news too much and believe what's That's on the news correct and uh you know if you're getting your information from people in the bathtubs at the break or walk-in bathtubs you yeah. know you've got crazy information all right <laughs> so um it's just like oh, i call God. that headline hysteria yeah exactly and I think that affects it more than it really is. So the market has slowed down. We told you it was going to slow down. We yep. needed to slow down the real estate market. So I don't know what stock market's going to do between now and May. I really don't. But long term, I'm 100% have not changed a, an ounce of that. Do not tell people I said to pull your money out of the market because it's going down. I did not say that. I was talking about May. So, God, I hate having to be so overly clear. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.